Well, today, um, just thinking about graduation and our son graduating from uh, college last week and, and having more kids graduating locally here, I was just thinking about uh, liminal space, and maybe not a word that you've heard before, but it's just a term that means um, kind of in between. In between time, it's a time of unknowing, a time of uncertainty. And because of that, it can be a fearful time. But I know the old mystics, they wanted to live permanently in liminal space because that is where all the change and the transformation happens. And we tend to do the opposite. We want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> and we want to have control over our lives. But it's just surrendering to the spirit trusting that that spirit is love and grace and compassion and it's guiding us to just to a better way of life. And so we'll just take some time to talk about that liminal space today. And I know uh, Father Rohr, he says with the pandemic, our whole country is in liminal space. And you can see this playing out on every level, on our personal level and on a national level in our politics. Some people are just saying, let's just go back. Let's, let's live like we did in the 40s and 50s, and that was when things were wonderful. And there were some good things there. But then other people are saying, no, we need to embrace the change, and we cannot go back. And, uh, and probably the most notorious institution for not wanting to change is right here, <laughs> the church. We just want to keep things the same because it's comfortable and it's familiar. But God is always calling us. And Jesus is so interesting because he spends so much time just being still. But he's listening to the Spirit and he's being fed. And that Spirit is always leading him to new places and a new way of being. And he's always saying that the kingdom of heaven is here, but it hasn't fully yet arrived. So we're constantly being moved forward. And if I could sum it up, it's always the embrace the inclusion is greater and greater. And that's what this movement is about. So, and this happens <clears throat> in liminal space, that time of unknowing and uncertainty. And for our, our graduates here today, <laughs> I think they say, well, I didn't know that was liminal space, but yeah, it's a little, it's exciting to be graduating. And it's also very scary because you're going into another part of life there. And we're all living in that space as well. And so this is uh, from the Gospel of John. <clears throat> and Jesus has appeared. He has risen from the dead. He appears twice to the disciples. And this always just fascinates me every year. They never recognize him. And he's constantly leading them to this new way of life, a new way of being present in the world. And they say yes and then they get fearful and they kind of go back to the way things always were. And he's constantly nudging them to this new way of life. <clears throat> and so this is the third time that Jesus appeared. He says, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. And gathered there together were Simon Peter and Thomas called a twin Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. And Simon Peter said, he said to the other disciples, I am going fishing. And they said to him, well, we will go with you. And they went out and got into the boat, <clears throat> but that night they caught nothing. And then just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, 
but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And these are the, the words of God uh, for each and every one of us here today. Amen. <clears throat> and as we think about <clears throat> passages and change, we're, we're constantly moving from one part of life uh, to another part of life. How, how do you respond or, or react to these movements in life, to these changes in life? Do we embrace them? Do we look at it as an opportunity to grow? Or do we also, or we just want to hang on to what was and we can't let go of it? And you can see this playing out not only in our personal lives, in our community, in our church, and, and as a nation as well. There's this struggle between what do we hang on to and what do we let go of? And Jesus is always showing us a new world, a new way of being. So how do we respond to change? Do we embrace it or do we want to just hang on? And it's always it's complex because we do want to hang on to some things, but we're also letting go at the same time. So let's just take a few moments to pray and to reflect on that. Let us pray. As I always say, it'd be good to say amen and go, but I, I spent some time on this. I have to share it. <laughs> so this liminal space, and I was thinking about it just with Roe um, graduating last, last week from college. And so Jennifer and I, and she, she is here somewhere. She's probably in the fellowship hall, I guess. But Jennifer and I, we, we watched as Roe, our, our son, for those, those of you who don't know, as he stood up. Uh, to take his place in line to receive his Bachelor of Arts degree in history from Morningside University. And I just remember, those of you can relate who have been to Iowa in the, in the Great Plains, or that hot Iowa sun was just beating down on us. And it was kind of miserable as we sat on these uncomfortable metal bleachers at the Elwood Olson Field. And as he was waiting in line there, I just thought, how many times over the years over the last 20 plus years, have we sat in these bleachers at track meets and basketball games and just watching? And I thought, well, this is it. This is it for Roe. This is the last time. And the woman who was announcing the graduates by name one by one, she said, Roe R. Pascal. And I chuckled inside. It's an inside joke with just with me, and I'm going to share it with you today. I chuckled when I heard his name because the R in row R doesn't stand for a name, but instead it's a reference to his grandfather's as well as Harry S. Truman. And his middle initial was a reference to his grandfather's. And so I just find this just makes me laugh. I think it's funny. And so uh, it's, but I'm the only one that's laughing at, at this time with all these people around there. And over the years, when folks have asked Roe his middle name, he always smiles and he says, R. <laughs> and they go, yeah, okay, but what's your middle name? He goes, R. What does it stand for? And he goes, R. <laughs> <laughs> like the pirate. <laughs> so anyway, R sauntered across this makeshift stage. And the walk only took five or six seconds. I think about how long it'll take a Don, you and Desi, when they call your name. It's a short walk, but it's a lifelong journey to receive that diploma. 
And it was an accumulation of, of all these hours and hours of work and all these trials and all these tribulations. And for Roe and, and countless graduates like him and Alex just graduating a couple of weeks ago, he was leaving the last bits and pieces of his childhood behind and entering into an unknown world. It's liminal space. Even though we might have plans, everyone has a plan, it's still liminal space. And aren't we always moving from one stage of life to another? All of us here today, we're all moving from one stage of life into another. We lose a job or we change jobs. We get married and sometimes those relationships end and children are born and parents pass away. We move to different towns and cities and different places to live. And hopefully, hopefully our established beliefs change as we experience life and we grow and we listen to that spirit moving within us. And aren't we always walking across a makeshift stage into a new part of life. And as many of you mentioned, how do we handle those changes? Do we embrace them? Do we change them? Do we try to keep things the same? Or do we embrace this new way of life, this new kingdom which is constantly coming into the world? And as Roe made his way through the line and walked across that stage, he shook the president's hand as he received his diploma. And I thought to myself, it is done. It is done. But at the same time, I was, remember, I think we're going to sing this at the end of our service day, the hymn of promise. And I love this line in that hymn. It says, in our end is our beginning. And that's true. In our end is our beginning. So we mourn the loss of one part of life but we can celebrate a new beginning. But it's change and it's different and we have all these conflicting emotions. And I wonder, sitting in that stadium, I wonder what the future holds for him and for all of our graduates, for us and for our church and our nation. Because we're in this giant place of liminal space right now that's been kind of forced upon us, has been forced upon us with the pandemic. And graduation happens every year is a time of liminal space. <clears throat> it is where we are betwixt and between having left one room or stage of life, but we have not yet entered the next phase yet, writes Richard Rohr. And we spiritually grow in liminal space. It's where all the growth happens. It's where the early monastics, that's what their goal was to live in permanent uncertainty where they could constantly be seeking guidance and being still and listening. We spiritually grow in liminal space, but we generally try to avoid it because it is a time of uncertainty and chaos. And quite often we can have a lot of fear in that liminal space. And liminal space allows room for something genuinely new to happen. We are empty and we are receptive and we're usually quite humble. And it invites us to discover and live from a broader perspective with much deeper seeing. And the followers of Jesus, they know liminal space. 
And they respond to that unknowing much like we do quite often. They walk with Jesus for three years. They see all these miracles and wonders. They feed over 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and a couple of fish. The blind see again. It's kind of like that moment where there's this extreme joy. And they go, wow, everything's wonderful. Everything's great. The lepers become clean. Jesus raises the dead. And they're walking in peace and joy. Everything is possible. And then Jesus dies. And their world gets turned upside down. And we've all been there. They're in liminal space. What should they do? How should they live? What is next? And Jesus appears to them twice. But they still cannot comprehend this new way of life in a new world. And as many of you mentioned, they're full of fear. And they're immobilized or paralyzed by this fear. And Peter says, his response is, I'm going fishing. What are you going to do? I'm going to go fishing. And the other disciples say, well, we will go with you. And why do they want to go fishing? Peter wants to get on with life. He wants to go back to the world that he knows. And that world is a world of fishing. That's what he does for a living. He did it. His father did it. His, pre, his grandfather did it. That's what they do. They fish. And he's going to go back. And it's not a bad thing. He's just going to go back to the way things always were. Because they have families who need help. They need to be practical and do something sensible. It's time to put all the crazy dreams and the ideas on a shelf. And Father Rohr says it would be difficult to exist in this time that we're presently in. It would be difficult to exist in this time of global crisis with the pandemic and war and the political strife and not feel caught between at least two worlds, the one that we knew and the one to come. A new world is coming, whether we want to embrace it or not. And we cannot put the genie back in the bottle. And all of us, all of us today, not just Adon and Desi, <laughs> all of us are walking across a graduation stage. And what are we going to do next? And as we move through this pandemic, our church is not the same church as we were when we came into the pandemic. As we went into sanctuary with Rosa over four and a half years ago, we're not the same church since she has come out of sanctuary. We are leaving one part of life for a new life, a new world. It is literally, or metaphorically I should say, it is death and resurrection. And very much like Peter, it's tempting to say, let's go fishing. What are we gonna do? Let's go fishing. Let's go back to doing everything the way we used to always do it. Even if it wasn't working, at least it's familiar. It's comfortable. What are we going to do? And then the living Christ shows up just after daybreak. And that's so significant. It's the dawn of a new day. And it seems like we miss this quite often about Jesus. He shows up at daybreak and it is a new day 
a new world, a new way of living. <clears throat> to follow Christ is to be open to change. It's a wider embrace. It's a more inclusive world. It's treating each person with dignity and respect and welcoming the stranger. And it's just constantly bigger and bigger, that embrace of God. And as our graduates move across their stages today and enter the next phase of their, their lives, may we take time to think about the passages in our personal lives, the passages in our own church, in our community. Do we just want to go back to fishing in the same old, same old? Or can we embrace the movement of the Spirit drawing us to something bigger and more peaceful and more loving and more graceful? And Paul says, everything old has passed away. Everything has passed away. And everything has become new. My prayer is that we may enter, be, as we in this liminal space, that we can discern the movement of the Spirit within us, and that we may enter into new life and resurrection, because in our end is our beginning. Amen. <clears throat>